Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. We need to roll back the state. We spy on all of our own citizens. Our prisons are flooded with nonviolent drug offenders. If you want to know who America's next enemy is, look at who we're funding right now. Every single one of these problems are a result of government being way too big. What's up, everybody? What's up? Welcome to a brand new episode of Part of the Problem. It's me, Libertarian Tupac, Dave Smith. It's he, COVID Jesus, Robbie the Fire Bernstein. What's up, brother? I'm doing well. Look at you. You got a whole new background, a clock and everything. I had to to put in a whole new wall just to get these two things on there. Uh, Studio's coming along, though. Almost, uh, Almost ready with that. By the way, speaking of almost ready, me and Rob are almost ready to head down to Perryville, Maryland. Uh, where we will be this Saturday night, one night only, a live stand-up show and a live Part of the Problem podcast. I don't know if there's any tickets left for the uh, the stand-up show at this point. It's probably um, sold out. Yeah, it was last I checked. There were like a, like a handful of tickets left. Um, but the podcast, there are still some, some tickets available. So if you want to come out and see this podcast that you love so much and uh, watch it live, uh, we do a question and answer segment. You can ask a question, too and uh, mix it up with us sometimes people just shout out questions when it's not their turn but that's okay anyway come on out uh have and uh have some fun with us looking forward to that one and then uh we've got fort worth dallas uh detroit and then a whole bunch more stuff coming up comicdavesmith.com me and robbie the fire will be all over the country this year uh bringing joy and laughter to a sad sad world okay so uh first thing that i wanted to talk about that i know you had uh you had uh mentioned to me earlier rob there's there's a pretty interesting story uh from the last few days there was an fbi agent arrested for believe it or not russian collusion uh of a sense evidently he was doing in in some type of business arrangement with a russian oligarch which is a no-no at the fbi you're not supposed to be taking money from oligarchs in foreign countries uh but anyway it's just it's it's really something after all the uh the you know the obsession with uh trump russia collusion that actually the first piece of evidence of any real conspiracy uh seems to be between fbi uh russian collusion that's something they were just looking in the wrong place apparently russia collusion exists the whole time it was just uh the people investigating it yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw that um, 
this this one video of uh joe scarborough who's the host of uh morning joe over at uh, MSNBC. uh he does that show with his whore girlfriend right that, that one? is same guy oh, same okay guy, um that you're thinking of he um th- it was uh this was i almost like give it a chef's kiss this was the best spin i've ever seen um it's just it, you always look at it and, and i'm watching it i'm like it's so it's it's like when you're unplugged from the matrix for long enough it's weird to just like look at it and you're like, wait, does anyone fall for this, 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 like, it seems like it used the propaganda used to be better. I want you to watch this, Rob. Uh, and, uh, and let's give your honest assessment. Here is Joe Scarborough from morning Joe. I pet peeves is when I, I read, uh, columns, uh, by opinion writers who recklessly throw out the term, uh, that conspiracy theorists throw out, quote, Russian hoax. Um, we know that when Marco Rubio was running the, Rep- the, the Senate Intel Committee, uh, that they actually said Donald Trump's 2016 presidential campaign and its contacts with Russia uh, caused, uh, caused a, a direct threat uh, to the United States of America. Uh, we know now that uh, there was Russian influence that infiltrated the upper reaches of, of the FBI in, in the New York office. Um, how, um, how disturbed should we be uh, with, 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 with how much uh, the Russians have been able to infiltrate uh, US, the United States government? And, and the fact that there's still mainstream people they keep talking about a quote Russian hoax as if they didn't even read the second part of the Mueller report. It's a great point, Joe, because they're using this McGonagall case, those people you're talking about, to discredit the Russia investigation because McGonagall played some small role in it. When actually, to your point, what it shows is how deeply the tentacles of Russian influence wait, wait have a reached See, into our under, government. I don't understand this. Can you get a guy bought off by the Russians working on a Russia investigation that ends up deciding Trump doesn't have contacts with Russia? How stupid do these people think we are? He's on the take. All right, from pause the it. From a Russian- pause it for a second. So, yes, you actually heard that right. Joe Scarborough is saying that this is more evidence of Trump, Russia, collusion, conspiracy, whatever. Because look, I mean, look, first off, it's there's just so many things here that are just so fascinating. His own reporter there is like, hey, that's a great point, Joe. And look, he goes, they're trying to make this one guy who played a small role in the Trump Russia um, investigation. They're, they're trying to make it out like, oh, the whole investigation is, is bunk now or something like that. And then Joe Scarborough kind of contradicts him and goes, no, see, this is proof. Because they bought a, Russia had an FBI agent bought off, and the FBI ultimately concluded that there was no connection there. See, so almost like, look, this just proves how deep Russia's Russia's tentacles are in our uh, our government, and we can't. Now he's saying we can't trust the result of the election. Or, excuse me, the result of the investigation because of this. I mean, bravo, I guess. Bravo. What what more can you say about that? Now, of course, the reality is. That what Joe Joe Scarborough has been reduced to now is saying like, oh, but there was an, a Senate in, uh, intelligence uh, committee once where Marco Rubio 
Marco Rubio, who was destroyed by Donald Trump in the 2016 election, who's a neocon, who's, you know what I mean, like uh, just part of the uniparty, that he said it, it constituted a threat that Donald Trump had had contact with the Russians. By the way, there's nothing unusual about having contact with foreign governments. That's that, that was never the claim. The claim was that there was a conspiracy. But the reality is that there was not only a full investigation, but there was a special prosecutor, if you recall, that was uh, um, sunk, uh, uh, sunk on Donald Trump. And they came up with nothing. There was a, why weren't there any criminal charges? Why hasn't anyone in Trump's orbit been charged with anything that has to do with a conspiracy with Russia? Not a single one of them. I mean, does Scarborough think maybe Robert Mueller was bought off by the Russians too? Or is it just this one FBI agent? It's just, uh, I, I don't know. By the way, I know people will say, well, there were a bunch of Trump people who were like arrested. It's like, yeah, but it was all for like, you know, failing to, you know, uh, disclose, you know, like uh, failing to register as a foreign lobbyist or failing to, you know, income tax violations or lying to Congress about some other unrelated thing. Nothing to do with a conspiracy with Russia. No evidence has been presented that way, that Russia in any way meaningfully uh, interfered in the 2016 election, let alone that Donald Trump was in a conspiracy with them to do so. That's why mainstream people are calling it a Russia hoax, because you had a full investigation and came up with nothing. And when he says, oh, it's like these people didn't read the second part of the Mueller report. Well, we did. And the second part of the of the Mueller report has nothing to do with a conspiracy with Russia. It's just alleging that there were instances that could be considered um, obstruction of justice, uh, which, again, would have nothing to do with evidence of a conspiracy. And they include like Donald Trump firing the head of the FBI or Donald Trump tweeting that it was a witch hunt or things like this. It's all just complete nonsense. But bravo. What a spin pretty impressive I, I think we have to redo the entire investigation i mean <laughs> to think that we spent two years hundreds of millions of dollars and the investigators on the democratic side were actually corrupt i mean if anything that we're back to square one certainly trump can't run for election now we, yeah, we don't we, know that he's not a russian asset yeah unbelievable unbelievable it really is something i mean if anything that you could just as strongly draw the conclusion that oh i mean maybe that's what uh the russians want is for the sitting president to be uh, to investigated and to cause, you know, dissent within the country. I don't know. But I mean, I don't think there's a very strong case for that, but there's as strong of a case for for. Uh, well, that was this. always the irony of it was that they were yelling that this erodes trust in our democracy. Well, what is yelling for two years that the president's actually a Russian asset do? Yeah. Does that yeah. bring more faith into the democracy? So it's like it was it was always kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's there is something about that for sure that it's like, oh, yeah, right. We're concerned about uh, undermining trust in institutions as we yell from the rooftops that our entire uh, system of government has been taken over by the Russians and that you get the president isn't the legitimate president and all this. Uh, anyway, I just thought that moment from Joe Scarborough was just hilarious. And it came in on a week where Joe Scarborough has had uh, several embarrassing moments I, I wanted to go through this. It's really something. Uh, but this is it. In a way, these things all connect. So let's let's play uh, the next clip, which is uh, Joe Scarborough talking about uh, his battle with with uh, COVID. On you know, it's interesting. I, I had not gotten my COVID uh, booster. Mm -hmm. um, which one? The fourth. The fourth. Yeah. Because, you know, we went to London 
then got COVID. COVID, yeah. Got completely knocked down for a while. Yes, you did. Uh, yeah. Months. Exactly. Well, I wouldn't say months. You were knocked down for months. Months? Yes. I wouldn't say months. No, it was a long time. <laughs> so anyway, weeks. Let's take just no, weeks. And it was weeks. I, I, I was fatigued for a long it time. Took three months. I'll say it's very interesting, though. Uh, because there, we're, we're learning a lot more about what, what your your resistance to COVID may be. Yeah. I, what was that? Back in September, uh, just got got the, my checkup and uh, the antibodies are like at 100 percent right now. Interesting. So for for it, it kind of works out. But again, we found out we found out the boosters, the vaccines, they don't stop the disease. But they certainly do make a big impact. Instead of me being down for a month right. with fatigue, if I'd taken the booster, I would have probably sneezed and said, what was that? And kept going. Exactly. That's the difference. And so I love when people go, oh, I'm not going to accuse the difference. So you still get COVID. If I you know. Get the, not, that's that's, that's not point. the purpose of it. That's never been the purpose of the flu shot. It's so it builds up your resistance, just like actually getting COVID builds up your resistance. Exactly. So keep you from listen, the So do yourself a favor, right? And get off the websites that Chinese religious cults are are, are putting as a front, so they can get a strong. I'm sorry, I can't make it stand. Yeah. I just can't do it. And the idea that the two of them are playing a guessing game, and then also insulting you for yes. actually trying to read up and have an opinion and do your research. They're right in front of you guessing, going, hey, we have no idea what the impact of, did you get the booster? Did you not have the booster? How far out were you? How, we don't even remember how sick you were for, but it would have been worse. That's their best scientific analysis. And then they go, and don't read other places. Come here, because we'll give you the best information available. Sounds like you're completely fucking well, confused. The reason why I was saying, uh, yeah, listen, you're absolutely right. It's just, it's infuriating. It's so smug. And it's like this this thing where they're like, yeah, well, obviously it doesn't stop you from getting it. That was never what it was about. That's not why we take it. It just makes it better. It's like, oh, so if someone's still under the impression of the way you guys sold this thing, then, you know, like uh, that's what you're an idiot. Like they're, they're talking down to you. And then this assertion that it would have been worse, like it, it's all. But the reason why I, I was connecting that to the first video is it's like if, if you look at it, it's really the same mentality right it's the same mentality it's like okay a double down yes you're starting from the position of i'm right and no matter what evidence comes out that it just has to in some way prove that i'm still right so there's the i i'm starting from the premise that i am correct evidence be damned like there's no it doesn't matter what evidence uh, comes out that can only possibly you know what i mean that, that nothing could prove me wrong so you won't allow yourself to go like Oh, um, so I was saying that Trump was in a conspiracy with the Russians. Turns out one of the people investigating him was actually in a conspiracy with the Russians, and the investigation yielded nothing. Oof. You know, that's if you, if you maintain like a 1% chance that you could be wrong, you look at that and go, oof, we kind of got that one wrong, right? It's just the obvious conclusion from that. But if there is a 0% chance you're wrong, you go, well, now, this must be the reason why the investigation yielded no results. You know what I mean? It's just the it's like and, and this stuff. I mean, it's literally like out of some old cartoon, what a snake oil salesman would say when they found out that the snake oil wasn't helping. Like you just didn't take enough. You need. I mean, imagine you get you get double vaccinated and boosted and then you get covid and still get very sick from getting covid, according to his girlfriend, months 
I don't know. I know people have gotten very sick from COVID. I don't know anyone who it's it's knocked them out for months. So just saying, like, what's what's the answer that's right in front of your face there? I got double vaccinated and boosted, still got COVID, still got very sick. The obvious conclusion is that the vaccines work, right? And that you're an idiot for questioning whether these vaccines work. There's just so like it's it is truly stunning to watch someone have this level of certainty despite all of the evidence. Despite, despite all of the evidence coming at them. He just wasn't boosted enough. Literally, that's that's his take. It's the snake oil take. I just wasn't boosted enough. Just should have been boosted more. You know, I think if these people care about their health, that lady should probably spend less time in a tanner. I'll be honest. Don't worry so much about the boosting. Maybe just uh, maybe just less less uh, maybe just less self tanner. All right, guys, let's take a moment and thank our sponsor for today's show, which is Better Help. B E T T E R H E L P. Better Help offers professional counseling done securely online. So if you feel like there's something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, definitely go check out Better Help. I uh, know a lot of people who have benefited from therapy. I've benefited from it personally in the past. A lot of times I think people think that going to therapy is going to be, you know, crying about how your dad didn't hug you enough or like digging through long lost painful memories. But in reality, a lot of it is just dealing with anything that might be holding you back in your day-to-day life, trying to get from point A to point B. If you're struggling getting something together, kind of figuring out techniques that'll help you, you know, uh, achieve what you want. So I, I highly recommend people check this out. Um, and of course, BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional uh, counseling, and it's much more convenient. You can do it from your home, um, and a lot of people don't like the idea of going into some building and sitting in a waiting room and going through that whole process. So BetterHelp, they're more affordable, they're easier, and once you sign Sign up. You'll be matched with your own licensed professional therapist who you'll be able to communicate with in under 48 hours. Keep in mind, this is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. This is professional counseling done securely online. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. It's easy and free to switch counselors if you need to. You can send a message to your counselor at any time, and you'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So it's the perfect way to do therapy if you're busy and you don't feel like going and sitting in a waiting room. Go to betterhelp.com slash problem. Again, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash problem. Join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. New testimonials from users are posted daily. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. BetterHelp.com slash problem. That'll get you 10% off your first month. One more time, BetterHelp.com slash problem for 10% off your first month. All right, let's jump back into the show. All right, let's uh let's go to the um this is pretty funny. So this is now the next day uh Joe Scarborough had to respond <laughs> to the response. Because so if you can imagine he did this piece and he's just getting eviscerated uh online. So then here was his uh, his comeback. I mean, he might as well have said, stay tuned. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. We're confused about how this technology works. So don't go on your stupid websites. Stay tuned to us. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Let's uh, let's check this out. You know, yesterday when I was talking about uh, getting covid and I and, and should have gotten a fourth booster shot. A lot of these freaks. are, Oh, fourth booster shot. Robot. No, listen, here's the deal. Moron. <laughs> If you get a flu shot, what do you do? Do you go to the doctor? Oh, my 
my God, you want me to have a 50th flu shot? No, you get a flu shot every year. Right. And as we're finding out with this pandemic, well, it lasts six months, maybe a year. So yes, yes, put on your big boy pants, put on your big girl pants. And if you want to be healthy, I don't care if you don't, that's your business. Smoke cigarettes, do whatever you want to do. Stay up all night, don't sleep, that's fine. Be unhealthy, your choice. My concern here, though, and let me bring in Reverend Sharpen, because we've talked about this. My concern, Rev, is that there's a disinformation out there where people are saying, oh, well, the, it doesn't work because you, you've got to keep getting booster shots. The thing is, you're always trying to build up your immunity and people are still dying from COVID. Is it a crisis right now? Well, for the people who are dying of COVID, yeah. Oh my God, it's a pause? crisis. Is it? A sure. Crisis? Let's pause it. Oh my. No. There's just there's so much lunacy here. Yep. Let's start with uh, I don't care about your behavior. So then, if you don't care about other people's behavior, and so then, who cares? Well, what's the problem? Let yeah, people they make act their own like, decisions. As if it's like, dude, you, you sit there and go like, hey, look, you don't want to take it. You don't take it there. That's your choice. You want to stay up late. You want to do this. Because, excuse me. You've ruined millions of people's lives for not taking this thing. There's how many people were fired from their jobs. It's like, you know what a major thing that is to just destroy someone's livelihood because they didn't take this. And now it's just kind of like this, oh, almost this libertarian attitude, right? Oh, whatever. You want to take it, you want to not take it. But obviously, I should still mock you. You're still a moron for that. You're a moron if you're someone like me or you who didn't take uh, the vaccine, doesn't have to worry uh, about any of the problems from the vaccine, got COVID and has better immunity than people who took the vaccine. We're, we're morons for this, yet somehow what? <laughs> like your but but your argument which is not moronic at all is that i got covid and got so sick after three vaccines four would have made it much better and then here's the dumbest thing he says it's still a pandemic for the people getting sick let's just say there's what nine billion people on the planet and once let's just say once a year one out of every nine billion people uh go up in flames when they fart they literally catch fire out of their asshole and they burn in front of you alive and yell in pain. And you and I said, well, I wouldn't worry about not farting because that only happens to one out of every nine billion people. Mm -hmm. And he would say, well, it's still a pandemic for that one person. That's what he's literally saying yep. right now is sure. It's not a pandemic. But what about the people that are dying? It, yeah. Every single situation. Or what about this? By the same logic, it's a great investment strategy to play the lottery because guess what? Most people don't win. But there's that one guy that won. So it's for a him, for him, for it was him, a great it's investment. Great. Yeah. yeah. No, that's the, the exact same logic. For him, it was a really great investment. It was the best thing that ever happened <laughs> for him. It's like, right. Okay. Okay. Here's a, um, by the way, a, a different uh, take that also uh, got a huge, huge response online is uh, Scott Adams. Tanner, I just sent you this uh, video, if you don't mind uh, pulling that up. Um, so Scott Adams um it, he's the guy who created uh dilbert mm -hmm. did you ever were you into dilbert i read dilbert and then later in life uh he was writing really interesting uh, opinion pieces in the wall street journal and he had yeah. a very good way of breaking things down he was an early predictor that trump was going to win and i yes. read his books and he was a particularly disappointing figure when it came to covid because based off of uh I, he's a smart guy i just i don't know how he wasn't able to see it based on all the writings he has on cognitive bias and yes uh, yes like so 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, basically that's my assessment too. Um, that he was, uh, I, I did a, a great gut felt show with him once and we hung out a little bit. He's an interesting guy. And yeah, he was, he was right. One of the guys who really like put his, his balls on the table predicting Donald Trump was going to win um, and had a really interesting explanation for why Donald Trump was connecting with people so much. Uh, yeah, he, he was very bad on all of the COVID stuff, at least from what I saw in him. He was really just just got it wrong. Um, and it's a it is kind of a shame to see people that. But he had a video and this kind of caught my eye. I think part of the reason why this uh, blew up so much is because it's just so damn rare um, but anyway, let's just well, let's play it and, and let you guys decide what you think. Having uh, having said as clearly as possible that the anti-vax people seem to be the winners. I want you to hear that clearly. The anti-vax people appear to be the winners. The anti-vaxxers clearly are the winners at this point, And I think it'll probably stay that way. And and I don't want to put any shade on that whatsoever. They came out the best. They, they have the winning position. The unvaccinated have a current advantage because they, they feel better. The, the thing they're not worrying about is what I have to worry about, which is, I wonder if that vaccination five years from now, because really the anti-vaxxers, I think, were really just distrustful of big companies and big government. That's never wrong. It's never wrong to distrust government. It's never wrong to distrust big companies, right? So if you just took the position, let's just distrust everything the government did, well, you won. You won. <laughs> you won completely. That's all. That's all uh, we need to play of that. So that was basically the the <laughs> the uh, gist of it. Um, right. That I I give him credit for at least admitting that. And this is I, I got to tell you that. He, it really is kind of the essence of, of what he broke down there is basically the essence of why our, it's one of the things that's built up this show so much. It's like why our track record is so much better than most on all of the major stories. You know what I mean? Like on uh, whether it's the, the vaccines or the lockdowns or the Trump Russia collusion or any, any of like the big stories that we talk about, we have a very good rate of getting getting basically to the gist of what's really going on here and it's essentially that it's not that anything the government ever says it's like if the government says the sky is blue i'm not going to take the position that it's not you know what i mean you don't it's not that like pure um uh you know like it's not that you're that like pure like purely a contrarian but the point is that you always start with the the premise of I don't trust you lying pieces of shit. That's when you start with that, it just makes it much, much easier to get these things right. And I just don't, I don't see how there's any reasonable argument against what he's saying there, which is that look for the, like, again, me and you as examples at this point, I don't even know exactly Rob, like what percentage of people have had COVID at least once at this point. I mean, everyone but Howard Stern. Yeah, like it's right. I mean, it's got to be a very high percentage. So of those of all of the people who did not get the jab, uh, most of them, I think, are in our position where they got the, the germ, you know, and most of the people I know, uh, almost everyone I know uh, who got the jab also got COVID at some point. Um, but same for the people who didn't. 
And now you're in the position where it's like whatever the unknowns about this this new vaccine like technology, um, we're just in a position where we don't have to at least for ourselves worry about that. And we got better immunity without it. How do you how do you really argue against this? And but it's there's nothing like it's not as if we escape that completely, because if you you know, if you are worried about the effects, as Scott Adams says, five years down the road or whatever from the vaccine, it's not like all of us don't have people we love who have who have gotten vaccinated. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like we we completely escape that that fear. Um, But it's kind of cool to see him admit that just cool and, and and rare so i'll I, you know i'm happy like i uh i i'm happy to uh give credit to people who were wrong about something and can admit that they were wrong so i got no problem with that i don't it, feel that way what how do you feel I, i'm not working with perfect information here because i don't remember quite what he said but i feel like he was uh using his intellect to throw shame on people that were vaccinated and calling it dumb and I think anyone who really look at looked at the information, yes, unvaccinated. I yeah. think anyone who is doing their homework and being honest and reviewing the information, this was very obvious. I don't think it took a brilliant intellect or a gamble to look through the uh, COVID hysteria and this massive campaign to forcibly vaccinate people. Yeah. It, it did not take brilliance. Well, it's also not. Yeah. Listen, I, listen, there's nothing, nothing that we ever get right takes brilliance. That's the truth. And it wasn't okay? a gamble either. It, it, was, it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. Like it's not. There's nothing that we get right here that we get right because we're so super smart and are just can see things that the average pe- person couldn't see because of our level of brilliance. It's just having like a healthy skepticism of power and then really trying to examine the information from an honest way. And look, I I will agree with you that there's much more of an excuse. You know, people who. If you say like March 12th, 2020, when there really wasn't a lot of data out on COVID yet, and when the people were like, really didn't know what the death rate was going to be and how bad this thing was going to be. And when, um, you know, politicians were saying 15 days to flatten the curve, that just give us a couple weeks off. There's a much, you have a much better excuse for falling for that than you do for falling for all of the propaganda around the jabs like that because at that time at least there was a lot unknown it wasn't clear how bad this thing was going to be and the the ask was very reasonable the 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 ask of like two weeks so so the hospital system isn't overrun that's what all the experts are saying now we i think even then like we just come into this with like a little bit more of like a background in knowing what lying sociopaths all these people are and how they're wrong about everything. So it was much easier for us to go like, well, yeah, I don't care if everyone in the in the corporate press and everyone in the, like the the you know state medical uh, you know um, complex is saying this. That doesn't really mean anything. You know what I mean? Like you need uh, like it's so so it's just a lot easier to kind of even see through like no, if the government asks you for 2 weeks and you give them full authority for 2 weeks, you're not getting that back in 2 weeks. And in fact, you may never get a lot of it back. Um but by the time that the vaccine regime was coming up, you got to remember this is a uh, almost a full year later. A full year of like all the lies and bullshit around COVID and having have just having 
all of the information about who was actually vulnerable to this uh, um, to this virus, who wasn't what, you know, like tons of data at that point, by the time you're talking what early in uh, 2021 when did the vaccines actually start getting distributed? It wasn't until, was it February or March of 2021, something like that? Um, but regardless, like maybe even later, might have even been later than that. You had like a year worth of, of data. And then you also could, could easily look at the fact that, that, you know, this vaccine was rushed. It was experimental. It had been uh, given emergency uh, um, uh, approval uh, that it, that they were shielded from uh, the, that the, Companies were shielded from liability. There's just a lot of things that were pretty easy to, to see about it. And then, of course, more and more data about the actual vaccines became available. Now, I, I do agree with you that it did not take a genius to, uh, to, to see what was going on here. And he's still kind of just playing it off as, yeah, the people that just say everything out of government's a lie got lucky on this one. They just got lucky on this one. All right, guys, let's take a moment and thank our sponsor for today's show, which is Sheath Underwear. Sheath Underwear makes the underwear of legends. And when I say legends, I mean me and Lewis and Michael Malice. Probably some other legends, too. I don't know. But I will tell you, this is high-quality boxer briefs, the best I've ever worn. It's the only underwear I wear. I've, I've been saying this for a while now, but it's absolutely the truth. Sheath came on as a sponsor. They sent me a few pairs of their boxer briefs. I bought a bunch more of them and have thrown out every other pair of underwear that I owned. I, it's just, it's a difference that just makes you feel so much better. Uh, they're, they have the dual pouches, of course, which I was a little skeptical of at first, but they're a, a total game changer. They separate your man parts, keep everything comfortable right where it's supposed to be. If you don't want to use the dual pouch, you don't have to. You can just wear them like a regular pair of boxer briefs. And I'm telling you, they'll be the most comfortable boxer briefs you've ever owned. So go on over to sheathunderwear.com. Use the promo code PROBLEM20. That'll get you 20% off your entire order. They also have other stuff like uh, hoodies and gator necks and, and other other t-shirts, stuff like that. Go check them out, sheathunderwear.com. Promo code PROBLEM20 for 20% off your order. Like I said, I don't have all the information on what he said previously to criticize him, um, but... He's a really smart guy and he's particularly uh, well versed in like uh, psychological biases and the way that people process information. So there's something fishy to me about the fact that he was uh, on board with the vaccine regiment this entire time. And then once it becomes so obvious that you, you can't support it in any capacity, it's like kind of conveniently late to, to, to switch over. Even if you're being honest about it, it's uh, it's a little bit too late. Also, relative to how uh, arrogantly you were giving people a hard time for having a different opinion. Yeah, you know, you've kind of convinced me, Rob. I think that it's like it's almost like the rate of how shitty you were to people. It, it should it should like uh, correspond to how much of an apology you owe when you realize you were wrong about the whole thing. So we, we basically, though, we've looked at two different ways uh, that people who got all of this wrong have handled it. There was Joe Scarborough. You're all still morons. <laughs> and if yeah, I, yeah, I guess just, Scott Adams is the better of the two. Of sure. the two, okay. And if I, you know, Joe Scarborough saying, if I had just been vaccinated more, I would have wouldn't have gotten COVID. Uh, here's a third. Wait, can I just say one more oh, thing go, on go Scott ahead, Adams? Go. Here's the other thing. It, based on what I've seen from him, it's not enough because now he goes, oh, I'm looking at the current condition. And it turns out the vaccines didn't work the way that they said there was going to work. So looks like you guys were right. But where's the review? Where's the look back on why you got it wrong? Yeah, 
that yeah. like that, then I would go, oh, because that if you have an honest intellect, that's the way you approach it. You go, wow, this is really interesting to me. I clearly got this wrong and other people really clearly got this right. I'm going to do a look back on this. Oh, here's where my intellect led me astray. Here was the mistake I made. Here's the information. You know what I mean? You kind of have to do a review to go, hey, I've purged what was wrong in my critical thinking. Or at least attempting me- to. At yeah. least attempting to grapple with it. You know? Um, yeah. yeah. Without something along those lines, I don't know. You haven't been cleaned of your cleansed of your sins. Yes, I agree. Well, here, Rob, I'll give you a third, uh, a third way, as I believe Adolf Hitler used to say. Um, here's a third, a third position. Is it a final way? It's uh, it kind of. Um, here's another way to handle being wrong about everything. Let's, uh, let's queue up America's leading scientist, uh, Bill Gates. Anyway, so antibodies, antivirals, we think we can also have very early in an ep- and epidemic, a thing you can inhale, uh, that will mean that you can't be infected, a, a blocker, an inhaled blocker. We also need to fix the three problems with vaccines. The current vaccines are not infection blocking. Uh, They're not broad. So when new variants come up, you lose protection. And they have very short duration, uh, particularly in the people who matter, which are old people. And every one of those things is is fixable. Uh, In fact, doing that work is going to help vaccinology very, very broadly. No, that's that's it. That's the Uh, video. It's just... This was everything that was conspiracy three months ago. This is my point. This is the third way. This is the third way is that you just casually rattle it off as if this isn't even news or anything. Just just kind of very casually going like that was Bill Gates just casually going. I mean, the vaccines suck, but, you know, there's lots of other things that we could be doing. The vaccine is just like they're not very effective and, uh, you know, they don't stop you from getting it and they, they wane very quickly and they don't do well with uh, mutations. But um, what we're going to do is we're going to try, we, you know, it's all fixable. And then we could have this thing you inhale, maybe that kind of blocks like just talking about ideas that they may be able to develop in the future. But very casually just lets you know that all of the shit that met, that you were completely demonized for saying. That you were complete. That it was all right. All this, all this propaganda, safe and effective, and ninety percent protection, and all this stuff that they used to say, just all very casual. Not so. This to me, by the way, is the most disgusting of all three. Of all three ways to handle it, this one is the most just reprehensible. At least Scarborough's dug in and calling you a moron and still arguing his dumbass point. At least that. You know, you okay, we can argue about this now. Scott Adams, okay, fine. You make a good point. Not the maybe the apology that he owed, but at least admits I was wrong and you guys were right. Bill Gates is gonna, after demagoguing this issue for three years, he's just gonna casually sit there and go, ah, yeah, and we know that, that this is a thing that as you said, you were a, a conspiracy theorist who must be silenced and driven out of polite society. Just a, a year and a half ago, if you had said this, probably still a year ago, you know what I mean? You, you would, you would actually, they'd be like, you ought, you ought to be a second class citizen, not allowed in businesses. You know, they were, they were, remember when they were like talking about not allowing you in grocery stores? Like they were the, the and now he's just out there. Yeah. Just saying this is what I, I mean. We all know it. I think, uh, real investigative journalists need to be writing a story on, uh, firstly, Bill Gates involvement before pandemic in uh, investing in these vaccines and also that uh, uh, simulation that they did 
about what if there was like a new virus. Two, after the thing came out, his personal profits, why he was looked on as some sort of a science expert, his relationship with the World Health Organization, and every single step of the way, what he did to try and uh, educate people on the value of the vaccines, and then also kind of push all of these uh, authoritarian measures to make sure that people are taking the vaccines. And then weigh that against this exact moment, and either he needs to answer for, well, when did he know this new information that is contrary to everything I seem to remember him preaching up until this point of view, and then if it's just new education for him, then he probably needs to get out of the science game and he should no longer be looked upon as a health expert. The fact that every single news organization is still willing to have a conversation with him and not just laugh him out of a room for being either a complete liar or just completely wrong is, uh, firstly, it's insulting to individuals. And then also like you're lying too. that's propaganda. If you guys are in the, uh, if you guys are here to give people honest information, then have a conversation with the people that got this right. Don't have a conversation with the guy who got it wrong and then continue to pretend like he's a health expert or that he's got some sort of a valuable perspective on this topic. He should be laughed out of a room. uh, Yeah, of course you're absolutely right. It's just so interesting. And I guess it'll be a little while before we know exactly how these things like what the ultimate effect of all of this stuff is going to be. And then when it, when the effect comes, it's, it's easy to, it's like what Rothbard used to say about inflation is that you have all this money printing. The inflation doesn't come immediately. It comes later. And then they can always blame it on something else, you know? Um, But if you go, you know, if you think about something like thinking about, think about like the war in Iraq um, and there's this huge war that's just sold to the American people on lies. They all turn out to be lies. And you go like, well, what's the effect of that? Well, I don't know, but it's it's kind of like what followed it in society. You know, it's like Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders and Antifa and the, you know, like all these things that like now I'm not saying that that alone caused all of them, but it certainly was like a big factor. There was a huge thing that America launched this huge war that was a complete disaster. And same in Afghanistan, this the war being, you know, just a humiliating defeat and all of this stuff. And it's like this this has a real effect, whether when you look at like trust in institutions and um, polarization of the country and just things coming unglued and stuff like that. Some of it good, some of it bad. But it it really is something like that is nothing. And I don't mean I, I don't mean to diminish like the war in Iraq. I mean, I'm not saying it's not nothing to the hundreds of thousands of people who died and the tens of millions whose lives were ruined. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying to it is nothing in terms of how much it affected the average American compared to COVID. Like th- this wasn't something that we did to some, you know, little country halfway around the world that we can kind of like, you almost, you have to almost like, even when me or you are outraged about the war in Iraq, it's still kind of an abstraction to us. You know, you have to like, think about the fact that these are real people over there and this is really horrible and kind of um, not so much. So if like, you know, you're, your brother fought over there or something like that. But it's a, uh, but this COVID was like upended everybody's way of life. There's like, no one escaped it. Even people like me and you who reasonably escaped the insanity as much as possible. It's not still like we didn't have tons of gigs canceled and our lives were different. I mean, I moved out of New York city uh, over the, the response to COVID. You know what I mean? Like I, it, it affected all of our lives. Or you moved out too, right? You were mm-hmm. living there before uh, COVID. Yeah. Um. So it's just like 
this profound thing. And we we really came out of it kind of unscathed compared to most people. Uh, we weren't forced to take product uh, medical products we didn't want to take. Uh, we we didn't lose our jobs. We were able to continue doing what we're doing. You know, compared to what a lot of people went through, it was we got had nothing. But to just the fact that this was done, and that it's just so obvious that they were wrong about all of it. Regardless if Joe Scarborough wants to dig his heels in, he's just getting annihilated online for for doing it. You know, even all the rest of them are admitting it in one way or the other. It's just really it's going to be interesting to see like what effect does that have on the country going forward. You'd hope, at the very least, like that the you know the next time. There's like the big moment, like in March of, of 2020, when they're like, well, we just need 15 days or something like that, that people would just be like, nah, we don't buy it. And that there'd be like a, a large enough percentage of people who are just like, we do not believe you at all. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see about that. I think the only way that they're going to be able to sell whatever the uh, next authoritarian measure is, is there's going to have to be more panic that they can actually solve. Uh, so I think they probably exhausted the terrorist card. I think they've probably exhausted um, the uh, pandemic card. And I think that's why you probably hear the who talking about cho- uh, food shortages or why you hear them talking about electrical grid failures. Uh, it's specifically because they probably can't sell us on those those last ones again. Well, it's going to be hard. You know, it's it's going to be hard to get that out of climate change, I think. You know, it's, it's, it's hard. Climate change is still, it's such an abstraction and it's always in the future as no, none of them can even look at you in the eyes and be like, you know, next month the world's going to, it's like, no, I don't know. You're not. And that's not as real or tangible as like those buildings just blew but, up or this virus right. is coming here now. But I guess they, it, it's odd because if you look at um, COVID, a lot of what people hated about it was actually the government's response to COVID. But it gets grouped together in people's heads about how horrible it was. And that's why so many people were like, hey, you got to go comply because it's only if you comply that what I can get away from the government restrictions that I'm not listening to anyways. The thing that's ruining your life is the government restrictions. Oh, yeah. You're being the dumbass and listening to it. You can end up with the very and I'm not I'm not forecasting that this will happen, but you can end up with a very uh, similar thing with kind of green energy where suddenly we do have massive problems of a lack of energy or resources that we need because of the actions that government took. And then they're saying, well, that's planet related. This is global warming related, but really it has nothing to do with the global war. Like it has everything to do with the government response. Uh, We could end up in a similar place. Yeah. It's an, it's an interesting point. And it's true. Like there would be a lot of people in the establishment uh, covering COVID who would cover the damage of lockdowns as the damage of COVID. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they'd be like, well, look what this, yeah, and, and then just kind of take it as like a given that like, well, we had to do lockdowns. We all know we had to do lockdowns. So it's like, look what COVID did. They made, they made all oh, this horrible shit happen. And it's like, yeah, that's, you know, it's, it's really funny for most people. And I'm not saying there are exceptions to this. Obviously there are, there are people who died from COVID. Um, and, the, you know, as we often pointed out should be separated from people who died with COVID, but that's not to say that there aren't people who died of COVID and for the vast majority of them are very, very sick people, but that doesn't mean it's not like awful and tragic that they died. But for most people, you know, like me and you both got it a couple times and to even compare 
what we went through the, over the last few years, like that was the least of it. It's like, oh yeah, and I got sick for a little bit. <laughs> it's like the you know, like it's it's like to even think about even people I know who like uh, got very sick when they got COVID. It still was probably like ten times more of a thing that they couldn't you know like go out to eat or couldn't go you know like to work or whatever than it was that they got real sick for a couple weeks like i don't know it's just it's not even comparable all right guys let's take a quick second and thank our sponsor for today's show which is yokratum.com yokratum.com if you're over the age of 21 and you enjoy kratum or perhaps you know someone who's over the age of 21 and enjoys kratum go get your kratum at yokratum.com it's the best stuff it's lab tested it's uh the best price you're going to find anywhere 60 dollars for a kilo and it's delivered right to your door it's really a no-brainer and if you love this show Go support the guys who support us, and they're they're really one of the best sponsors of the entire network here. Great guys over at yokratum.com, home of the $60 kilo. All right, let's get back into the show. It'll be interesting to see what uh what happens with with all this other stuff. Um it'll it'll be interesting. There's no question as we uh as we predicted very early on that the next thing is this climate uh stuff. They've really ramped that up, and that's gonna be the next thing they're pushing now. It'll be interesting. I'm hoping, hoping that there there is a substantial amount of um uh, of leftover discrediting of all of the experts, and that people will be much more um, suspicious uh, of them. But we'll see. Uh, okay, before uh, we wrap this some bitch up, I don't know if you caught this, Rob. There's this new Project Veritas uh, video that just came out where they got um. Who is it? It was the uh, um, it is a, a Pfizer employee um, uh, who was, you know, caught on one of these secret cameras uh, that, that they do. I didn't love it. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched I watched a bit of it. What did you think? Firstly, I, I don't love um, the style of Project Veritas has just propagandish feel to to it in that, like, sometimes they're really dressing up smaller things as if they're like complete bombshells and i i like things to be i i guess sold to me a little bit just the way they are like you can just kind of give me the information and i i don't love the dirty tricks that they're using now if you were to exp- expose serious bombshells by getting people drunk at a bar like you know what i mean if you got if you got dick cheney drunk at a bar and he said yeah i caused the iraq war because i wanted the profits and i i exploded those buildings i go yeah that was fucking worth it yeah 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 yes, they're never right. walking away with bombshells like that in this case so you've got some higher higher up at pfizer and it's not like you're getting the guy saying hey we're all in this for profits he's still talking about trying to problem solve an actual problem and now there's a bit of a bombshell in there and that it sounds like they are engaging in gain of function research. And even he knows, oh, I can't like I, I shouldn't be throwing around this terms, which we're going to see in a second. But the entire it's like a little bit too dressed up. Yeah. And, I, and what I'm saying is that you didn't actually get a guy going. We're in this for profit and we invented this virus and now we're curing a virus that we invented. There's no you know what I mean? You're still yeah, listening I, to a guy. I... I agree. the The other bombshell that he throws in isn't really a bombshell, um, but it is interesting how casually he talks about the revolving door, um, 
And he, there's a part there where he's just basically like, well, look, like all these guys at like the FDA and stuff like that who are regular, you know, there's this revolving door. They come and they work for our companies after that. So, you know, they're not going to go that hard on us because they want to come make money with us as soon as they're done there. And he goes, this is all over throughout uh, throughout the government. And he's like, you know, that sucks for the country, but it's really great for us. And uh, so, there, you know, it's, it's interesting that that's I how think... and it, it's kind of there is something kind of like sociopathic about the way he delivers that but just to kind of back up what you're saying one of the major flaws in project veritas's business model and i know by the way whenever we say stuff like this i know i'll get some shit from from people who listen it's like people get very uh kind of tribal these days and if they're like no they're on the good they're on the side that's exposing cnn so we're all on their side or something like that there's a problem where their their method is usually um they get uh, like uh, hot chicks to take guys out and like buy them drinks and everyone gets gets, you know, a little buzzed. And then they start giving them all this information. I think in this case, I think it's a gay dude and another dude is, is buying them uh, drinks or whatever. Um, or he, he's feeding him. Whoever's buying the drinks doesn't really matter. But, uh, you know, so this is the problem is that what a lot of that comes down to is then it's like this bravado where they're like, well, let me tell you what we're doing at CNN. You know, we're actually running everything, blah, blah, blah. And it's not so clear that it's accurate. It's, it's, it seems in many of these videos I've seen quite possible that what you got here is a dude trying to show off to a chick on a first date and brag about how he's really running this whole system and gaming it it's a little bit different than just getting a confession out of somebody does that make sense like it's like oh you're like this may not even actually be completely accurate he's like you know people don't tend to be incredibly honest on a first date they tend to over inflate fuck that dave smith guy i make all the money here and i don't (laughs) care about his family i'm really the producer on the show (laughs) and then you go back and play the internet and then i gotta be like yeah i was trying to get laid i was talking shit what do you want (laughs) (laughs) i told her i own gas digital i don't know what to tell you (laughs) (laughs) like even you would just expect i couldn't be mad you're like what do you expect i'm talking shit i'm trying to get laid here dude like be cool be cool tell this chick i own gas digital dude come on like so there's just that element and then it does uh at times create the impression that there's more of a bombshell here than there really is not to say a lot of times we don't exactly know anyway we could just play a little bit of it so you kind of get a, a taste of it and then we'll we'll wrap this some bitch up Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. Don't tell anyone this story. You have publish, don't tell anyone. You have publish, don't tell anyone. We're exploring, like, no, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating viruses. It would be, like, very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something like you know it's goes everywhere something crazy is the way that the virus started and moving to be honest like it's, it makes no sense that this virus popped out of nowhere like yeah i know meet jordan tristan walker it does it does seem to me like this has a hint of that aspect to it too it's like don't tell anyone don't tell anyone but here i'm giving you there's once you're going here's some real top secret shit that i know that nobody else knows it already seems to have an element of like this guy's trying to look cool. Like he's he's trying to build himself up as like, ooh, the guy who knows the inside scoop about this. And then once that happens, I'm like, I don't know exactly how much you can you can take this uh 
you know, how, how much you can take this to the bank that this is actually accurate information. Just a thought. Um, it is interesting that he says in it uh, that he, you know, believes COVID was man-made to begin with. Um, it's interesting that he openly talks about the revolving door, that that's what it actually looks like on the inside, that they all know this shit. You know, it's fairly obvious, but it's still interesting to hear from him. It's interesting talking about kind of uh, doing what he claims isn't gain of function research, but it is at least what the layman uh, uh, understands as gain of function uh, uh, research. So anyway, I don't know. I thought I thought it was interesting, a, a little bit of a glimpse into uh, what what uh, some higher ups at Pfizer are, you know, what they're thinking and what they're acting like. I also do say take it with a grain of salt. But any final uh, thoughts on that? Love to see that guy's HR meeting on Monday. Oh, dude. You know, I said, you know, it's, I used to joke around it like I'd say at CNN at their morning meetings every day. They'd be like, and again, for the 25th time, <laughs> if a hot chick takes you out to get drinks and starts asking you about the inner workings of CNN, that is Project Veritas. She is not really interested in you. Like, I wonder what, what the end of these things are always like when the cameras go off and they're just like, oh, just got a text. My apartment's on fire. Got to go. Oh. The even sicker thing is if uh, the Project Veritas journalists have already slept with these individuals, which I'm not saying that that's the way that they do operate. <laughs> I'm just saying that if that is the way they're operating, that's uh, that's like that. That's some CIA level darkness right there. Should be like a, like that guy's there. He's like, OK, so I get the information out of them. And then, like, how do I get out of there? And they're like, oh, you're going to have to blow them. No, 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 no. Like, well, you'll get a really good video. Out no, of I'm that. saying if they've been on a couple dates and this is like third date kind of likes the person energy where they're starting to talk about their job hammered oh boy yeah well who knows let's hope that's not the case all right look we're gonna uh we're gonna wrap up there hope to see uh some of you guys out uh in maryland James and in... <laughs> <laughs> there you go keeping it classy uh hope to see you guys out in uh maryland and then in uh dallas and and detroit and all over the place comic dave smith.com come uh find out when uh, me and Robbie the Fire are coming to a town near you. All right, peace.